Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study that we have every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Excited to be with you and with the Lord today in this Bible study. We're in Romans chapter 7. This is uh, actually part 14 of Romans chapter 7. All the other chapters uh, that we've... uh, taught on are on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or the iPod uh, podcast, rather, uh, app on your smartphone. Just type in Curtis Hutchinson or uh, Crossway Church, and you'll find the several different uh, venues, avenues there for uh, you to find what we teach, what we preach here at Crossway Church. And we're just excited about what God is saying and doing Uh, here in and through Crossway Church and His church uh, where those who have ears to hear are able to hear God and uh, what He's saying and doing in these last days. It's a very special time and I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, uh, it may be a, a awful thing to see as most are falling away, being seduced by doctrines of devils. But there is a remnant who's coming back to the cross. There is a remnant of God's people who are coming back to the Word of God in its literal context. The only interpretation that the Word of God can be interpreted, and that is in righteousness. Proverbs eight and eight. All the words of my mouth, God says, are in righteousness. And the only place righteousness is revealed is in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17. I am very excited to know that today. And I praise God every day for the truth of His Son, Jesus Christ, that's on paper from Genesis to Revelation. If it's not about Jesus, we're being seduced. Amen. So it's all about Jesus. Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him. So we don't make the Scriptures about anything else but Jesus and what He accomplished for us at Calvary because it's only because that his work there, that we have been made who we are, we have access to what we have access to, and we're able to be a part of what we're a part of, only through faith in that. I'm, I'm not one of the ministers that believe that only our sins are forgiven through faith in the cross, but I'm one of those ministers that believe that all God's works are only done in truth, Psalms 33 and 4. God doesn't work outside of truth for sanctifying power, for victorious living. He doesn't work outside of the Bible. says all his works are done in truth. Psalms 33, 4. Write it down. Make a note of it. Don't ever forget it. Go highlight it. Ask the Lord to help you understand that because truth is Jesus who said he is the truth. But the only thing that makes him and the truth that he is applicable to our lives is our faith in his work at Calvary. Never forget that. Never forget that. If you begin to forget that, walk away from that, you begin to walk away from the one who called you into this great and marvelous grace. Praise God. Romans chapter 7. Don't forget about our our weekend of meetings coming up at Crossway Church in Wichita Falls, Texas at the Hampton Inn, 4217 Kemp Boulevard, uh, 
Pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass, my son Andrew, Pastor Tommy Wiedelman will all be there this coming weekend starting on a Thursday night. Andrew will minister and then Friday night and Saturday morning uh, Pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass will minister and Saturday night Pastor uh, Tommy Wiedelman will minister and then Sunday morning I'll close shop and we're just going to have a great time in the Lord. So pray for the meetings. Pray that we get a pastor soon and a church building soon and, and, and just pray that God's people would begin to see there is a move of God in Wichita Falls, Texas. There is a church there preaching the true gospel, the message of the cross and just pray for a move of God. Hallelujah. Glory. He's already begun. And uh, just send people our way again. It's at the Hampton Inn at 4217 Kent Boulevard. If you know anybody that lives in that area, send them to the meetings. They will be blessed. And if they're looking for truth, they will not ever stop coming. Praise God. So we're here in Romans chapter 7 this morning. We're going to begin in verse 12. And and, and we're going to talk about the law this morning being what it is. God says it is, not what men thinks it is. But God says the law is holy. And the commandment, holy. And just and good. Now, I, you know... You know, you really have to study the Word of God to, to understand the Word of God. You can't just really read it. And there's nothing wrong with reading the Bible. But you need to study it. Jesus didn't say to read it. He said the Bible tells us to study the Word to show ourselves approved unto God. So we need to study the Word. So here in verse 12, Romans chapter 7, the Bible says, Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment is holy. And those are really uh, not just one and the same thing, but they could be uh, classified as, uh, as different, but yet joined together because the Bible tells us that the law was our tutor, our schoolmaster that pointed us to the one who would come and by faith, his faith, justify us through his work at Calvary. That's Galatians 3, 23 and 24. So we need to remember that. And the commandment, uh, uh, let me just read a scripture to help us understand that, that the commandment is really uh, concerning the gospel, the, the, the promise of the Redeemer, because the Bible says in, in two or three or more uh, scriptures that God has commanded His covenant from generation to generation. God has commanded His covenant. The message of the cross is really not an option in God's eyes. It's His command to humanity. We see it first when, when God showed Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve, what the, what, what the approach to him had to be, to have fellowship with him, forgiveness from him, uh, relationship with him, provision from him, protection from him. We saw that God had pointed to the sacrifice. Cain chose not to go that way, so God couldn't accept Cain. Cain had to be banned and he became a wanderer. And he's really the representation of all religions. All they are are wanderers going through that which is man-made, influenced by Satan. And, and that's what he represents. Every person on the planet that doesn't come to God through faith in Christ and his sacrificial work at Calvary are just wanderers. They're just religious. They're just legalists. They're just working all under the influence of Satan. 
And, 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 and God will never accept them. The only acceptance God offers to all humanity is to receive His command that was given to His Son. Jesus said that no man take my life from me, but I have the power to lay it down and to take it up again because I have this commandment of the Father. Jesus came and he had the commandment to come and to lay his life down. That's the good news for us. He took the wages of our sin upon himself, died in our place, justified us through his death, made us the righteousness of God in him through our faith in his work there. Nothing we do, his righteousness. And that's good news, my friend. That's great news. And so uh, the commandment is, is, is the gospel being presented. That's why Paul presented uh, it this way in Romans chapter 6. We've previously taught on this in the last chapter. That, that the Bible says when, when you and I heard the gospel and we believed it with our hearts, God called that obeying that form of doctrine. Let's turn back and look at that since we're talking about it this morning. Uh, verse 17 in Romans 6. Get your Bibles Come along with us today. Don't just listen to me. You need to put your eyeballs in the Word and hear what the Lord is trying to show you today. Because whatever that is, it's not only for your liberty and freedom, it's to flow through you. And after it's done in you what it should, then you are to begin to let it flow through you into others' lives. You need to be being equipped, not just excited you found somebody telling the truth, but you need to be being equipped for the work of the ministry. And I'm not talking about being a pastor or an evangelist or this or that or the other. I'm talking about being equipped for the work of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life and through your life. Because that is, first of all, the thing we need to understand about the work of the ministry. It's the working of the Holy Spirit who is God and He only works in truth. He only presents truth. And when that truth is believed, He works and the freedom, the joy, the peace, the, everything that we long to have that's been promised to us, and it works exclusively that way. He presents the truth. When he sees the truth is believed, he begins to impart the results of who truth is, Jesus, and what truth did at the cross for us. Hallelujah. That's good news. And it is that, that is what we call the simplicity of Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. And you don't need to forget that. But look at Romans chapter 6 verse 17. We're talking about the law and the commandment. The law is what God gave Moses. All the rituals and rites would come later and all those things were law. But then he says, and the commandment. Let's look at verse 17 in Romans 6. But God of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart. See, God sees our believing the gospel as obeying. It is the command. It is the command. When you obey, when you unto righteousness, it's the only way faith can come. It's when the heart believes unto righteousness. Well, brother, the Bible says that, 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 that faith comes by hearing the word. But remember, that's Romans 10 and 17, and it's important you know these things. God's not mystical and magical and just imparting and doing whatever. No, faith 
It's what pleases God. Without it, he's not pleased. He doesn't impart when he's not pleased. He imparts, that, that means his grace. He gives grace. That means he's doing something. Exclusively. So we need to understand that. We need to hold fast to that. He doesn't just mystically and magically work. He's looking for faith. He's looking for that perfect heart that will trust in Him, which can only be done through the sacrifice. So when the heart believes under righteousness, and I know of those who say, well, no, faith comes by hearing the Word. Remember, this will help you. Don't throw it out. Don't get mad. Proverbs 8 and 8. All are in righteousness. And righteousness is only revealed in the gospel from faith in the gospel to faith in the gospel being accepted through the gospel. Not 40 years ago I got saved and I came in through blood. Now the word must be understood culturally cling to righteousness. This is how our hearts believe unto righteousness, the righteousness of God's word, that he might lead us in the path of his righteousness, for it is a righteous path. So the first time was the great example of how God saves, sanctifies, delivers, and does everything he does. It was the great example of how our hearts believe unto righteousness. It's when we believe Christ paid it all at Calvary. All. Not just forgiveness of sins, but for all the provision today that I'll need, all the deliverance today that I'll need, all the restoration today that I need, all happened in Him at Calvary through His death. Don't ever forget it. You walk away from that, you're walking away from God's provisional way for all things. So, God sees that when we believe the gospel, we obey the gospel. Now, let's get to this. Uh, if I have it here, 2 Peter 2 and 21. Now, those of you who are really interested, I know you're writing these things down, and you're going to go back and look at them again. 2 Peter 2 and 21, the Bible says, For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness... That means salvation in Christ. His work is the only righteous work God has ever acknowledged, accepted, and called legitimate, and stamped as righteous. And that's why our faith in Him allows Him to impute unto us that. If we're doing something for righteousness, then we can claim we did it ourselves, and that's self-righteousness. It's His righteousness if our faith is in His work of righteousness. Glory to God. I'm glad that I know that today. Hallelujah. For years were wasted years. Oh, so wasted. And I'm not mad about it. I'm glad that I know the truth now. Hallelujah. I'm forgetting everything that's in the past, counting it all done, and I'm moving forward now. No longer running in one place, beating the air, thinking I'm doing something, trying to put on the show, I am actually in the faith finally. Praise God. Good news. For not to have known the way of righteousness. Watch. Then after that from the holy commandment delivered unto them. 
Now let's put this together. The holy commandment is what reveals and brings us into the way of righteousness. That's faith in Christ and His work at Calvary. There's no other avenue for it. Any other avenue is a deception and a, de- a seduction that tells us we can do something to be righteous in God's eyes. Can't happen, my friend. That, the, the thought process, even though it's deceptive behind that, is I can work my way in. Can't do it. Absolutely can't do it. If we could do that, Jesus didn't need to come. <laughs> That's good news, isn't it? The kindergarten element of the gospel. That first grade level of the gospel. Hallelujah. The gospel uh, and its be at a kindergarten level. Now it will kindergarten beyond that. We will grow and mature. But the, the, the actual meat of the gospel is the simplicity of Christ. It is kindergarten, first grade level, my friends. We do grow, but we don't grow beyond the gospel. When we do, we're walking in something that's darkness that we're calling light. And Jesus said, how great is that darkness? Never leave the gospel. When you leave the message of the cross just because you don't like that man or you don't like that church or they hurt your feelings, listen, don't leave the gospel. And if you don't leave the gospel, it is the Holy Spirit who will continue to use the truth of the gospel to work in your life, to change your life. And when your life is being changed, everybody that knows you knows you're being changed. It ain't about what you say God's doing. It's about what everybody sees God is doing. Well, God's changing me. Well, 40 years, we ain't seen it yet, honey. It's time somebody sees what you say God's doing. See, the message of the cross brings you back into the place because it is the truth. It's the truth. Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will make you free from sin. Well, he's the truth, but only what he did at Calvary is what made you free from sin. Anybody that refutes that is being deceived by the sin nature that they're being dominated by. We've studied that. Go back and listen to the other parts. It's not uh, Scripture twisted. It's Scripture in reality right here on paper for us. Anybody that, re- that, that believes they can work their way into heaven, that's the sin nature dominating them, deceiving them, and slaying them, and they're dead in the eyes of God. We've read it and studied it in this chapter. So let's move on this morning. Wherefore, commandment is holy, and it's just and good. Verse 13, it's good, talking about the law and the commandment, made death unto me? Did the law and the commandment become death unto me? And why is he asking that? Because he he says he was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, the sin nature revived and he died. That doesn't mean the law killed him. That means when he attempted to live according to law, the process of thinking I can work See, there's much scripture that's been perverted today. You know, the scripture that says uh, we must work out our own salvation. If you if you turn that into you must work for your salvation, you're being deceived, 
by the sin nature that's dominating you and you've been slayed by him again and you're dead in the eyes of God. Even though you're a child of God. Go back and read this. Paul says when the commandment came, the sin nature revived, I died. This is after he's born again. Because nobody Nobody's ever been made alive with ever been made alive with the law. And the only way, the only way, the only place of being alive is in Christ, being born again. Everybody else is dead in their sins. Somebody's hearing that today. You need to write that down. Ephesians 5 says we were dead in our sins, our trespasses. So the law can't give you life, and you were dead before. The only time you become alive without the law is when you accept Christ. You're already dead in your sins. You accept Christ. When you turn to to get out of some sin that's grabbed a hold of you, and Christians have sin in their lives. But we don't want sin in our lives. We hate sin. We love God. We want to serve God, be pleasing to God, and we don't want to commit sins. So, unless we know the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit through faith in the cross alone, then we're going to be trying to work our way out of sin. That's why people go to AA and they, and they, and they tell them, you have to declare, I'm an alcoholic. No, you're not an alcoholic. The Bible says all things have passed away. You are not who you used to be. And God didn't take anything that you ever were to make you who you are in Christ. You need to know that. You're a brand new creation. You are not the product of your past life. If your faith is in Christ and what He did for you at Calvary, you're a product of God's saving grace. That'll make a mummy shout, glory to God. That'll make a man happy right there to know. Listen, you may have been taught all these phrases. All your, you're just a product of your parents. You're a product of your past life. You'll never change. Listen, if your faith is in Christ and His redeeming work at Calvary, meaning His death alone, you're going to find yourself living as the new creation God created you in righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 4.24. So watch this now. Back to verse... Verse 13, you guys are holding me up again. Was then that which is good, the law and the commandment, made death unto me? God forbid. Remember, it's good, just, holy. But every time the word sin is used, it's used as the sin nature, the noun form. Not committing an act of sin, but when we sinned in the garden. We became a sin nature. We were dead in our sins. So, so hear this. But appear as the sin nature. What was the sin nature doing? Working death in me. Working death in me. The wages of sin, hear me, the wages of the sin nature is death. That's why Jesus had to come and die for us, not just to forgive us of the sin we were all guilty of, but to break the power of the sin nature over us to put him away. Watch this. But appear the sin nature. But I'm 
the commandment that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. God gave the law, and one of the reasons he gave, one of the great reasons he gave the law was to show the ultimate destruction of the human heart. That there's absolutely no way any person can obey him. Because what God's looking for when he calls himself, when he's looking for obedience, he's not looking for a good deed here and there. He's looking for a man, a woman who's never sinned. God's looking for a perfect obedience. And I know you're thinking, well, he'll never find that. Oh, he found it in his son, Jesus Christ. In his finished work for see you trusting Him, pleasing Him, loving Him. It brings you into the relationship, not what you do, but what Christ did. Think about that. It's what Christ did because He fully obeyed, which is the only obedience God accepts. Aren't you so glad that when you sin and you don't use the excuse of this to live in sin, God forbid, but when you do sin, you can run... Advocate that you have, Christ Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, you can walk in a state of refreshing daily. Not an excuse to live in sin. Those are deceived uh, people who just don't want to go to hell. People who want to serve God, please God, live for God. They can go with a broken heart. God, I've sinned. Thank you for the blood that forgives me and washes me clean. Thank you for refreshing me today and, and, and allowing me to lay hold on this eternal life that I have through faith in you. See, that's great news. I'm not talking about, again, those people who, uh, you know, say words and then just keep living it. I'm talking about people who want to be free from sin if you're listening to me today, your answer is what Jesus did at Calvary, not what you have to do. You can't save yourself. You can't free yourself. You can't deliver yourself. You can't even without Jesus lay up rewards for yourself in heaven. He said that in John 15, 5. You can do no thing without me. It takes Him working in and through you for what you call a move of God to be recognized as, as a move of God by God. And remember, He only works in truth. Psalms 33, 4. Write it down. I don't care who gets mad about it. A lot of preachers don't like that verse because they're clinging to things in the past they've heard about. It's not in the Bible. They just heard about moves moves of God in the past. There may even be books written on them. Listen, the only thing God has given us to look at and eyes to be able to see is what He put in His Word for us. Faith doesn't come by hearing somebody else's book they wrote about something that you weren't there to see. God gives eyes to see those who have faith in His Word. And the only way we can see His Word is if we're looking through the blood. Remember, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, you cannot enter the kingdom or even see it unless you're born again. It takes the blood faith in the blood to get in the kingdom to see the way into the kingdom to be things in the kingdom the provision of the blood of Christ hallelujah 
So, for we know, and we could be all day literally on verse 13. As a matter of fact, let's just stay there for, for a minute or so. I know we're getting close to running out of time today. But the sin nature, God gave the law so that man could see we're utterly sinful. There's something at work in us that we can't... And we're people, not lost people. That, listen, that, they're lost on their way to hell. That we pray God save them a big harvest in these last days. But listen, they don't want to live for God and those that even claim they do, it can't be the God of the Bible because they won't accept Christ. They just have a, another God made up in their imaginations. But listen, this, God gave the law so that we could see how sinful we were, that even when we tried to live for Him, listen, even when we try to live for Him as Christians, when our faith is not in the cross, we're going to fail. It's not going to work. Even when we think it's working, it ain't working. We're dis Listen, the sin nature is alive. It's revived. And that's why folks who are not Christians, God's people, who are not coming back to the cross because they still think this is working for them. That's the sin nature dominating them, deceiving them, and slaying them. They're dead in the eyes of God. Doesn't mean they're, they're no longer in Christ, but it does mean God's trying to wake them up from deception, open their eyes from deception. Because when you think anything you're doing works for any part of your salvation, the sin nature's dominating your life. The sin nature's deceiving you. The sin nature is slaying you. That's what the Bible says. You need to read the Bible. You need to believe. Don't, 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 don't hear this and go ask that old preacher you've been sitting under that's not pointing you to Calvary ever service after service anyway because he's not going, he's going to say, oh, well, you know those people. Well, you know that's their interpretation. Well, and let me tell you something. That's all the voice of the enemy. We need to quit thinking that the enemy doesn't speak through preachers. That's the greatest point of impact he has on deceiving God's people is the preachers. Mm, somebody's hearing that today. Well, we're out of time. I hate that. Uh, Thursday morning we'll be back. Uh, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We'll take off right here where we left off. Pray for the meetings in Wichita Falls this coming weekend. Support the ministry. Everything we do here at Crossway Church is free to you. We put it on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. We put it on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. It's on the Spreaker app. You can type in Curtis Hutchinson or for those who have ears to hear, if anything ever goes wrong with the camera or the internet, it'll be there on the Spreaker app in audio form, every message, every session, every teaching. It's there for you freely. Given, offered freely. But God is stirring hearts to support this ministry so that we can provide what we provide to the world and a backslidden church freely. But it does take God's people being stirred and becoming a part of the true gospel to go out freely to a world. The number's there. You can even easily as text your offerings to this ministry, 903-231-5950, or you can give at thecrosswaychurch.com. Pray for us. We're praying for you. We love you. 
and the best days are ahead for all of those who maintain their faith in the cross of Christ. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you next time.